0: What's going on, everybody? This is Trevor.
1: And this is Austin.
0: And on this episode, we talked a lot about comfort zones, um, which quickly devolved into us talking about past experiences, um, more trauma, and a beef with Austin I had back in our young, precocious high school days. Fucking internet
1: sleuth days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Internet sleuth days.
0: So... What we wanted to do, and this is something we kind of wanted to talk about to try to get back into, like, long-form storytelling.
1: Yeah, I felt like uh, we had two episodes where it was more of, like, opinions, right? So we had, like, a conspiracy theory episode, um, and it was just like, do you think this is real? Do you think it's not? And it was just like, it was very, like, yes and no, or, like, I believe this, and it was very short answer very choppy back and forth um, and then we also had one about adaptations where it was kind of just our opinions on what makes a great adaptation great conversation yeah. Um, but I wanted something that you know we could talk about our past we could talk about our future tell tell great stories and I feel like we're kind of back on track with this one
0: yeah yeah I, I felt it was uh, it was a good uh, return to form
1: yeah I didn't know that you you know you're still mad at me about the whole I am Nicky Lundgren thing
0: and i'm i'm gonna throw hands later
1: oh, i completely understand completely <laughs> understand
0: so with that i hope uh you enjoyed this episode we th- as of recording this is right after my birthday yeah
1: right before mine yeah yeah so fucking birthday party podcast <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: and then we we end it with fucking fist fights.
0: let's go happy happy,
1: happy 34th
0: <laughs> world star <laughs> so with that sit back relax and enjoy episode fuck if i know of the, of the ice, ice cream sunday podcast <laughs>
2: So you, made
1: it. you brought up the idea of talking about doing things outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize that the vast majority of times that I've done things out of my comfort zone uh, have been because women convinced me to.
0: See, I'm kind of the opposite. Really? Yeah. It wasn't necessarily uh, women convincing me to. Um, I mean, with the exception of Heather, uh, getting me to do a few things that I just probably wouldn't normally do. And um, I don't know. Uh, my dad was the one that really got me to kind of try something new. So,
1: What was the one thing that you, or, or a thing that you tried that was out of your comfort zone. What's like the best example?
0: Uh, honestly, we talked about this like right before we started, but um, really, the the one thing I had in mind when coming up with this idea was uh, doing the stand up.
1: I think I can't. I think I went and saw you do stand up. Was that the first time or the because you've done it twice, right? I've
0: done it twice. Yep. Was that
1: the first time or the second time? Um, because it was at that coffee shop that's not there anymore downtown, mm-hmm. right? Um. Java Joe's. Java Joe's. Um, and like your family was there, Heather was there. That had to have been your first time, I think.
0: No, I think it was my second time. Oh, okay. okay. It had to have been my second time.
1: Was both times at Java Joe's and mm-hmm. relatively close to each other?
0: hmm So um basically the way it came about was uh, my dad had just gotten done with his um triple bypass.
1: That's right. Yes
0: and this is kind of roughly like right before pandemic hit and he kind of came into it with the yeah, like I would almost say like a new lease on life in a sense mm-hmm. um he he wanted to be able to do more and do stuff that he didn't normally do and so he decided he wanted to try stand up and they had an open mic night. Oh, that's
1: right. I forgot that he did stand up that night too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So uh he did he did stand up. Uh told this story a bit long winded, but you know you know, first time it's it's not gonna be great. Dude, but, like
1: once it got there i remember because i remember his his punchline which is the he always uses it you know it's i see it on social media all the time which is like you know when you're good you're good when you're great you're great and when you're the best you're rob holder like yeah you know um which is awesome uh which we kind of used a version of that when he was on the podcast for the title of the show which is i'm rob holder and you're not (laughs) um i thought it was i it was good yes long-winded sure but the story itself was it was good it was um
0: so his second time was when I did it my first time. Mm-hmm. And by his second time, he um he really cleaned it up. And he you know, he told the same story, but like I said, just he cleaned it up that way it wasn't um all over the place and he could try to get it done before the limit because with the open mics it was a 5 minute limit. Mm-hmm. And then they'd like flash the lights or turn a light on in the back, so mm-hmm. you'd know that hey it's it's up, so he i he got a pretty good response out of it, and I wanted to try my hand, and so it was kind of more of an unintentional like yeah, let me try this kind of thing, so I when I went and saw him the first time, I took down notes. Basically, any ideas that I that I had that like, hey, how, how would this be good? Or, hey, this is a funny story, but how do I segue into another joke? You know, stuff like that. So I would start out with, say, one story. Find any sort of way that it's connected to uh, the next story but kind of wave into that you know what i mean so i got that done th- thought it went fairly well uh decided you know what let's let's do it again i really enjoyed it and if i you know kind of clean up uh certain ways that i talk or pauses because uh part of it was pausing for effect Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i did that and that did even better and then pandemic hit, and then uh you know java joe shut down and that's not to say there aren't places that aren't doing open mics it's just at this point i no time
1: I don't even know. I Honestly, I could probably just Google it, but I don't really know like where to find stand-up comedy in Des Moines. I know, obviously, there's um, Funny Bone, the Funny Bone, but they bring a lot of like traveling stand-up comedians. As far as the local scene, I have no idea where to go um, for an open mic night or to see local comedians. Yeah, neither um, Des Moines. I I don't know if you're you're aware of a show. It's in the form of a podcast, but they also do a YouTube video as well um, called Kill Tony. Do you know what that is?
0: I may have heard it.
1: So, Tony Hinchcliffe, stand up comedian. Okay. They do it. They used to do it in LA. Now they do it in Austin, Texas. And it's once a week on Monday nights. Um, I think it's at the Creek in the Cave, which is a, a bar and entertainment oh. venue in mm-hmm. Austin. Mm-hmm. And it's, you get one minute. So, it's an open mic. Basically, you get one minute and then they interview you after your 1 minute of stand up usually the stand up i mean i would say 8 out of 10 times is awful it's people doing it their first time sometimes you get guys that are you know they're veterans of stand up but usually it's guys that are doing that their first time it goes terrible but then you have stand up comedians on basically the dais um and then they interview the comedian and it's it just goes off the rails and it's it's in front of a live crowd. So um,
0: wait, 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 so just so I'm clear, the the people do stand up. Yep, for a minute they yes. have a minute to do it. Yep, and then immediately they stay on stage yes. to get interviewed. And
1: then they get yeah, and then they get interviewed by that's awesome. professional stand comedians. Okay. Um, it's so much fun. I'll have to send you some of my favorite episodes, but yeah. Um, and then they have so they they pull names out of a bucket and that's how you get pulled up because mm. a lot of people will sign up. You know, get your name pulled out of a bucket, you come up, you do a minute, and then you get interviewed. Then they also have regulars that'll do every show and they come up with a new minute of stand up every week, which if you know anything about writing stand-up, very difficult to come up with a new minute every every week. Yeah. Um, it's just awesome. They have a live band and like it just it's such a fun environment. But like I love listening to and, and watching stand up comedy done really really well but this has gotten me into like watching amateurs and open mics and um and then the night you did it like i it was so much fun just to watch people like you said i mean get completely out of their comfort zone go up on stage be vulnerable
0: and some of these guys killed it too like it was
1: awesome absolutely
0: um no like i think uh doing stando really was like you know this is something i could do every now and then this it's fun i i think i have enough stories to really really you know yeah have something sustained but i think a uh, as far as stand goes people think all you got to do is have a funny story mm-hmm. and you just got to tell that story nothing like you got to figure out how to perform like actually like, body language, uh, mannerisms, different stuff like that. I also think that with that, the people that come up and do those minute stand-ups think it's as easy as doing, like, say, a TikTok. Yep. And like, oh, well, people churn out like 20-minute long videos on TikTok. It can't be that hard. What they don't understand is, with TikTok, you have that option of Cutting it and then being like, "All right, we're doing it again." Mm-hmm. You don't get that with stage, <laughs> exactly.
1: I think, and I've never tried it, so maybe, maybe I would be good at it or okay at it uh, with some time. I think my comedy, the, the the where I excel is that if we get in a room full of guys, like like um, I think some of our best, our funniest podcasts have been when Drew and Dustin are with us Oh those, and we yeah. all just bullshit and we all like tell stories and stuff. I think my comedy, when I'm best at is like someone says something and then I have like a snarky retort or I say like something sarcastic. I, I feel like in conversation in a podcast setting, that's where my, my comedy shines.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know if it would translate well to like the stage. I don't know if I could take a story that I, I tell and, and make it work for, for the stage. Again, I've never tried it though, so who I knows? think I think you could. I yeah. mean
0: you watch enough I do
1: watch a lot of stand up, but at the same time, like I feel like I, I feel like I'd be better at crowd work than actually like I, I feel like I'm better off feeding off people. If I have to do it all myself.
0: See, um, I think crowd work's so much harder.
1: It's yeah. Yeah.
0: Because like you you have to it think all depends ahead on, rather than exactly just be and it reacting. all depends
1: on what they give you too like yeah if you have a crowd that's like i'm not playing this fucking game with you then you're like all right well I guess i'll just go fuck myself yeah um going back to to me doing things out of my comfort zone based on the recommendations of women so when i was in when i was in eighth grade uh yes Yes. When I was in seventh grade, I was the manager for the middle school football team. Not an athlete. Not an athlete at all. Still not an athlete. Look at this body. Um, Eighth grade, I I decided I'm going to play football. Very, very small. Uncoordinated as fuck. So they make me a lineman. Like a backup lineman. I'm like 5'3 at this time. Very, very skinny as well. Should not have been a lineman. I feel like... And this is going to be, hopefully this isn't offensive, but I feel like you can kind of fake being an athlete at like football or basketball. I feel like there are some very non-athletic people that are good at basketball because they're tall. Maybe not at the professional level, but I, I I saw guys like in high school that are quote unquote good basketball players because they could play center kind of cherry pick under the hoop just because they were tall. I've also seen guys that were quote unquote good at football, like offensive linemen just because they were huge. Right. Yeah. Um, Roy Crawford. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I apologize. I wouldn't consider him the most athletic person, but he was a fucking, I mean, he was just Huge. He was gigantic. Yeah. So he was he was a good offensive lineman. As were like Levi Morris that we went to school with. That's a big dude who's like athletic as fuck. I got convinced by my friend Mallory, who's a f- couple grades older than me, that I should drop football and do cross country I in the summer that. between my eighth grade and my freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I did it because she's gorgeous. I feel like cross country is one of those sports where you can't fake being an athlete because you're fucking running three mile races no matter what you do. And there's no that's the it's the great equalizer. Doesn't matter if you're tall, it doesn't matter if you're short, doesn't matter if you're fat, you're skinny. If you can run three miles faster than the other guy, great. There's no there's no pretending There's no faking it till you make it with cross country or running sports. Um, So my unathletic ass went from doing no sports to running like eight miles a day for four years straight, all because one summer we were camping and I saw this girl I had a crush on running and she was like, you want to run with me? I'm like, why? Why are you running? She's like, I'm in cross country. What is cross country? (laughs) Yeah. Um, The music, the hip hop, the same thing. I didn't start because of a girl, but like I definitely booked my first show. The one we talked about the like because uh, a lot of girls were like, I would love to see you perform. And I'm like, let's get all the bitches to the same building at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) Let's invite all of them. And then that was awkward. Um, Like on stage, I, I feel like I killed it did it. I was very prepared. I did the best that I possibly could. I listened to nothing but my own music for a month before that show to memorize my lyrics. Um I worked as a janitor in the high school because my grandfather was the school board president and he's like you're going to have respect for this fucking school. So he's like you're going to spend all summer cleaning it and maintaining it and whatever. So I worked at the high school. Uh cleaning, and it was the summer after I graduated high school before I went to college and I booked this show um, and then I booked every every girl that I had a crush on, every girl that had a crush on me, and it was fucking chaos like this is gonna be this sounds so toxic. I was the kind of guy that like right away because I was like 17 or 18 and a fuck boy, I would tell every yep. fucking girl that I loved them. And like, this is going to last forever. And like, just, just to, just to get smooches, just to, just to get a little smooches. Yeah. That's smooches, what it was. Smooches. um, Wink. Every fucking girl that I told like, I love you. This is real. We're dating. Every single girl showed up to that show. Oh fuck. It was chaos so i'm i'm on stage and i'm like singing these songs and then like i had like at that time before i before i went all fucking like woke liberal and started singing about how much i hate my fucking government like it was very like soldier boy it was very like it was very pop hip-hop kind of stuff so i had a song called like baby girl and i got a a bunch of fucking love songs and like every single girl in this crowd was like this song is about me. me Um, it's like that Bo Burnham song where he's like, "If I keep it vague enough, <laughs> they're all gonna think it's about them." Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, it was like every fuck, like you know, like in the '90s, it seemed like every every uh sitcom had one episode where like the suave guy had like multiple dates in a night, and he had to like switch, you know, yeah, or like uh, I remember this for one for sure this episode of smart guy um where tj had like three different dates to the prom or to homecoming or whatever and he had to like juggle all of them and whatever but that's what it was it was like i would go outside and i would like be smooching on this one girl and then i would have fucking have to hide and then go smooze with this other girl and then all in the name of love 17, 18-year-old dumbass love.
0: I know you were 17 or 18, you know, around then. What was wrong with your brain that you thought inviting every single girl that you had a thing with Um, to a show and that it wasn't going to go wrong? I, um...
1: Uh, that's a good question. I think, uh, well, I, I made I made hip hop music, so I blame it on I blame blame it on the hip hop um, that like I could just get away with just fucking everyone, and, and there was going to be no consequences because I'm a rapper. So,
0: how'd that work out for you? A big pimpin' had
1: come out like right around that time. <laughs> <you know? laughs> uh, it didn't work out well. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure that all four girls that I invited to this they stopped talking to me like that night. Yeah. One of them, because of course they did, um, ended up sleeping with Tom Wiggins that night. Cause, uh, Good for her. yeah, there were two, there were two guys in high school, both Tom and then Sean, um, who just, who loved sleeping with girls after I have dated them. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom slept with one of them. Um, another one I like reconnected with because we both went to the same college. And I reconnected as friends and she was like, you have no chance with me ever again. And I was like, fair. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> um, let's see. I'm trying to think of the other. Another one I just lost contact with because like I never talked to her again. And then uh, one, one of them had never. She was a virgin, had never like kissed a boy, had never like held a boy's hand. And she was like 18. Oh, man. One of those. And I kissed her the week before that concert. And I was like, I was that 18-year-old fuckboy that was like, I love you. This is real. I'm your first boyfriend. And then she got to that show and saw me kiss someone else. And I thought I was getting murdered
0: that night. You probably should have been.
1: Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's funny you say that cuz now you're you're making me think of... Oh. but it's all
1: I I I I wanted to do that concert mostly because it's like hey I get to do my first concert and it's like all myself and like I'm Mr. fucking DIY DIY um do it yourself DIY no, yeah. Mr. DIY but at the same time I wanted to impress girls
0: I get it Now you you say that having uh multiple girls you've been involved with all in one place. So I don't think I've ever actually said this to Heather. So this is this is and it's nothing bad or anything oh, like that. Oh, okay. It. Um so there was a girl that I started talking to before Heather. Um we'd gone out on a date and and okay, I think we went to Joe's Crab Shack.
1: Do I know this girl? No. Do I know of this girl? No. Okay.
0: Um, you know, I think she was a fairly athletic person. I, I'm i not. <laughs> um, so we went on a date, went okay. It, nothing came of it. We talked for a little bit afterwards, but obviously it just petered out. So, uh, sometime later, uh, when me and Heather first started going out and we, Realize, oh hey, we really like the band Red, and oh, yeah, they're yeah. going to be up in Des Moines, and so we got tickets. We went out, and I came across that girl, and she was very um. I don't, I don't kiss, I don't, I don't do anything on the first date. Mm-hmm fair to each own it's all good and I'd come across her and I don't know how long she'd been seeing this guy but like she was just all over this dude like they were having the time of their lives and it was crazy and I was like good for her Heather never knew that I knew somebody there And and, and I'm usually pretty good like I know this person <laughs> this is how I know them because i just i got to get it out like, yeah, i yeah, want to yeah. say yeah. i want to say it because i don't know letting
1: me control the awkwardness before it gets awkward yeah. out of my control yeah. yeah yeah
0: that that and it's just like in some weird stupid dumb way i'm flexing my own like I, like i'm bragging like yeah i can remember this as painfully awkward and dumb as it is um
1: so Speaking of like multiple girls that I had talked to or hooked up with in the same building, mm-hmm. my t- 2007 Young Musicians of the Midwest Music Festival experience, not the craziest one of those stories. <laughs> all right. All right, so, all right.
0: I know this went from comfort zones, but yeah, now fuck it.
1: I, just... it was, I was out of my comfort zone, and then I got real into a comfort zone of a giant. Um, Whoa, my junior, percent. no, my senior year of college. Okay. I had been dating the same girl. Her name's Kristen since. Okay. Obviously. I mean, school starts in August. I had dated her October of 20 or 2007 when I first got there all the way up through my senior year. And then we broke up in November of 2010. So I dated her for over three years, most of college. Right. So we had, we had, broken up we had split I and I'm with another girl that I'm just like dating wanting to start a new relationship with sure um, I take her out to a bar and it's Maryville Missouri 10,000 so like the size of Creston right so there's like yeah. three bars right little college town Every, oh yes, they were all right next to each of other of course of course <laughs> so we go to this nightclub I go up to the bar to get her a drink. She's with me. This redheaded girl. Honest to God, I don't even remember her name at this point. Um, but we had been seeing each other for like just a few weeks. The
0: redhead? Yes.
1: Just a few weeks. Is um, it? No, 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 okay. no, 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 This is a girl inconsequential. Different girl. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you'll see why. But so we'd only been together for like a <laughs> few weeks. She's with me. She's like on my arm. We're having a great time. It looks like we're a couple. It's so adorable. We're getting a drink oh, no. in front of me. Kristen turns around my longtime girlfriend and she is like, I can't fucking believe you. Like, and she got really cocky, which is not her. She was like a good Catholic schoolgirl. She was one of the types that was like, I've never even held hands with a boy before I met you. I'm saving myself for marriage um that didn't happen but saving myself for marriage like a good hearted person and that night she got so fucking cocky and went basically went like um sandy in Greece, just fucking bad bitch attitude <laughs> and she was like she was like look at me then look at her like this is the fucking girl that you're leaving me for and like a light bulb just went off on my head and i'm like yeah you're right what the fuck am i doing and then I l- left the redhead at the bar, went home with Kristen, slept together, dated her another six months.
0: What the <laughs> yeah. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, actually?
1: It was all because of the attitude. I was like, you are like, I love... I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> obviously, I'm married to a doctor. I fucking love confident women. But like, it was that night that where she was like, out of nowhere. Because like, mo- usually she's very timid. And like... This is going to sound really shitty, but like in college, she didn't have a lot of her own friends. So like she just hung out with my group of friends and most of her friends were just like the dudes that I hang out with. She didn't really have like her own hobbies. And I love like, I love girls that have like their own interests because I liked, I like to know their interests. Right. So like Amy's a former figure skater. So like we're going and doing a figure skating thing like on my birthday. Yeah. Next and weekend. you're ruining
0: my fucking birthday gift. To I'm you, so, so sorry. You know.
1: I love you. Um, But like, so she's gotten me into like, and she really likes uh, hockey and like i've watched a lot of hockey because of her and like
0: i was gonna say you never got into that stuff before no then. and there's
1: a lot of like um a lot of movies that i probably wouldn't have watched like i like psychological thrillers and stuff like that but she mm-hmm. really likes psychological thrillers and there's just stuff that i watch and stuff that i'm into now that i never would have gotten into and i love that part of relationships i love learning new things and experiencing new things and and enjoying their hobbies with them things i pick up from my friends too there's a lot of things that i i wouldn't have been into a lot of video games that i wouldn't have tried had you not recommended them love that about my friends love that about my partners she had none of that you ask her like what her favorite music is like what's your favorite band it's all like top 40 whatever you like exactly exactly um like perfect example i'm with amy right we watch mixed martial arts together of course trying to get her to watch pro wrestling with me. She has no fucking interest. And it's so attractive that like, well, Well, I I, I love the fact that we can share some interest, but at the same time, she has that hard line where she's like, there are things that you love that I'm just not into. And like Kristen was like very timid and like, yeah, I just, I love everything you love, babe. And I hated that so much. So then, when she was like in the bar that night, and she was like, "No, motherfucker, I'm taking control," I was like, oh.
0: "This is what I wanted."
1: Ah, choke me, um, yeah. So,
0: so a um, little fun story I don't think we've we've talked about before, and it, this is just us being young and dumb and just wanting to get our dicks wet. As you do. So, back in the day when me and Austin were um, in school together, we, this is early MySpace days. Mm -hmm. This is where we learned to code shit and (laughs) throw it on a page. Um, There was kind of like a social media boom where, like, there were a ton of different sites. There was Yahoo Chat, uh, AIM Messenger, you know, Stuff like that. And you're giving me a look, and I think you know where I'm going. So, around that same time, Facebook was barely starting up, I think.
1: This is going in a direction I didn't think it was going, but okay. I was going to ask you, what's the uh, craziest like non-hookup website or app you've ever used to pick up strangers on the internet?
0: Hold on. I, oh, okay. I'm getting <laughs> oh, there. All right. It, it actually, <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe yeah. it is
1: the same place I thought it was going.
0: Um, there was a social media site called Tagged.
1: Oh, I've heard of it. I've never used it.
0: Bullshit, you haven't. Oh, have I? Yup. Trust me, this is all going to make sense to you okay. in getting, in a minute.
1: Getting ahead of myself.
0: Yes. So um, this site named Tagged. Uh, allowed you to create a profile, a lot like Facebook, MySpace, whatever. Um, you know, make this whole whole page. The draw to it, the thing I really liked were the chat rooms. Specifically, because rather than making a post and waiting for someone to reply, it's it's that immediate gratification. So, got in this chat room, started talking to a couple different people. Uh, One was named Jackie. One was named Ashley. And then one that you and me kind of beefed over for a while. Because after I got into it, you got into it. And then I told you about this girl. And for whatever reason I remember her full name. Her name was Nikki. Last name Futrell. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yup. You're see <laughs> Fucking core memory unlocked. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh boy. Oh man. So, there was a... So, on the site, you know, you could go into the chat rooms and, I don't know, you could role play or just, like, sit there and chat with people and just, you know, do your own thing. At one point, I was interested in this girl, Nikki, and apparently we were an item for a while. Decently looking, you know, we can remember that far back. Mm -hmm. So started talking to her for a while and then you got into tagged and then you, we started sharing the same friends and mm. then
1: I barely remember this, but I do remember there that name now.
0: There was a weird, I don't know, me and Nikki didn't work out and then I got with her friend, Ashley or whatever. And he, as you do, right. or Or something, something to that effect. I think what happened was me, um, me and Nikki didn't work out because Nikki started talking to you and you were like, "Fuck yeah, I got this chick." And but you knew that we were a thing. And I re- I specifically remember coming from, from my house all the way across town to get, uh to get to your house and then just to you know, have beef. <laughs> and I was pissed at you for a good while. Obviously, that's changed. But <laughs>
1: What if this is the podcast where I find out that we're not?
0: <laughs> oh, we're throwing hands. No. um, I don't know. It, I'm it, married. You're married, <laughs> but you're still pissed off about <laughs> Nikki Luttrell. <laughs> um, but yeah, it that was just a weird time in our lives where like we thought internet connections were
1: dude we're I, do you know how I many girlfriends i made on neopets.com <laughs> <laughs> that's where i thought you were going with that
0: not I would, not uh not club penguin
1: i don't remember club penguin <laughs> i do remember neopets though uh i would get on neopets and i would fucking asl it up for those that don't know that's age sex location so you not american sign language all you would all you would do is like <laughs> your first like uh like on tinder now like the the go-to is like hey what's up you know like hey yo yeah <laughs> but back in the day it was asl and you would ask them because you don't use your real name it's not like you know facebook or tinder we have to use your real oh name. no that got it's all dealt with pretty quickly yeah, after, after all,
0: you were like oh asl oh yeah you're what i want okay yep. my name's so and so yeah exactly but
1: <laughs> you it's it's all usernames and so you ask their age their sex their gender and where they're from their location um and if if it was a female that was like anywhere close to my age th- i was sending them my msn messenger name right away immediately and we would we would chat we would do this thing that i don't even know if people do it anymore because like video chatting has become so popular but like we used to and we would send sexy things to each other and things we want to do to each other and keep in mind we did not have cell phones in 2005 i had my grandpa's laptop or uh, desktop computer right so i am sexting bitches 14 years old little 14 15 year old me sexting girls on msn messenger on my grandparents' desktop computer.
0: <laughs> See, that's why you got to pull out the old Leapfrog and <laughs> <laughs> the old Leapfrog. <laughs>
1: my uh, my youngest son, Carrick, he's two. He'll be three in June, and he has a fake uh, CocoMelon branded like laptop computer. It's not a real laptop. It just like there's a few buttons and it looks like a fake keyboard. Now I just picture like my two year old getting on his CocoMelon laptop, just like hey, what's up, ladies. <laughs> Um, what's up what's up (laughs) another like um out of my comfort zone thing which i guess it really wasn't out of my comfort zone because like my family is sort of known for music it goes back to like my grandfather loved to sing my uncle's good at singing my uncle was a music teacher so like and he was born with like a defect in his heart so he couldn't do he loves sports but couldn't really play high intensity sports that's why he played golf that's why he sang he went to Northwest Missouri State University, so I went to music camp at Northwest Missouri State University. But really, it was just to meet people, to meet girls. So, like, that's another thing, that I get out of my comfort zone because I want to meet girls. And then that becomes my fucking life. Like, if you if someone asked, like, hey, random person from the Greenfield, Bridgewater, Fontenelle, Nottoway Valley area... what do you remember Austin for in high school? Like they wouldn't say like, Oh, I remember that fucking guy that ran cross country junior varsity for four years. They would be like, I remember that guy. He was in a lot of musicals and jazz band and he was musician. Like I, I I didn't become a musician because like I love my uncle and I wanted to follow in his footsteps. I became a musician so I could continue going to Northwest Missouri State University uh, music camp and being the most beautiful man there and being like big pimpin for a week every summer for seven summers in a row. I
0: also feel like in, in your dumb brain that you were like, if I can just get into marching band, I'm going to get all the chicks. I didn't
1: get into marching band until junior year, but yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> man, uh these, these, once I get this, spot, these girls are going to see me in my fucking beret a uh, little 5 <laughs> foot 2 me holding the biggest bass drum uh and they're going to be like wow the way he bangs that thing I just I just want to be banging like I that I just want to be banging <laughs> like that um I did I did flirt a lot at like music competitions um usually this sounds really bad but it's just the cold hard facts of the matter the guys the males that are really good at vocal music especially that you see it like conference all conference uh competitions or all state competitions for music uh the ones that are really good and really into it are gay so for me who loves the women folk to show up and be, I would say, attractive enough uh, with my dumbass spiky hair and my little, like, shitty pencil-thin mustache at the time. Um, I think girls are like, oh, a straight man inquire. I was fucking batting a thousand. Uh, I was doing great.
0: So... I didn't have very many outings in Choir. I ended up loving Choir but loved it. Uh so Notaway Valley was my start, right? Mm-hmm. Um I didn't last long in it because I got screwed over by Jack Stamper. Yeah. Who Jack's a wonderful human being. He's a good friend. Um at that time he was not a very good person. Yeah. Now he's a good person now. Um, I didn't, I had asked him, Hey, when's, when's the show, the, the the choir show that Mm -hmm. we had coming up? When's the show? He told me, Oh, it's this day. I'm like, cool. I'm going to take you at your word on it. And this is me being too nice. I didn't ask the teacher. Mm -hmm. I asked him, And Jack's had a history of, uh, bullying me in school (laughs) and, um, I got in trouble and kicked out of choir because I didn't show up to the show. Yeah. And when, uh, Brown? No. Uh, Rabbit? Rabbit, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When Rabbit approached me uh, that following week and says, hey.
1: Her name was Mrs. Rabbit. I'm sure people were like, Eminem's character from 8 Mile? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. He he was our teacher. Yeah, it, it he was, was our dope. vocal
1: music teacher. He was fine. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, when Rabbit Shutter approached, Bob
1: was our accompanist.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. When when she approached me that following week, she's like, "Hey, you're out," and she asked, "Why didn't you show?" I I I did. I wanted to be there. Like I I do want to do this. I asked, you know, Jack, and he told me it was this day he's like well that's it wasn't i mean yeah clearly
1: yeah i did and
0: and nothing nothing came of it. it like i wasn't in choir jack didn't get in trouble yeah you know par for the course
1: i um yeah choir especially band was a little more even but choir especially um a, a, a lot of people will will be in choir for the easy A no problem with that at all the big choir whatever the, the, the actual class but then you have like the more specialized like jazz band show
0: choir like after
1: school after school stuff where you actually have to dedicate yourself to more than just going to a classroom and getting an easy A that is the ratio of girls to boys is astronomical um so like even the musicals, right? There's like there was we did musicals where it was like four to one girls to boys, um, and there <laughs> this sounds really bad. Uh, there were times where I would sign up to be a music in a musical. And I would be a little salty that Alec Carlson was the lead and I wasn't. Uh, but at the same time, like he had to be out there for almost every goddamn scene. And then I got to be backstage making out with uh, Mary Huff for uh, three of the four hours that we were there. So
0: time well spent.
1: Yeah, it all worked out in the end. I mean, not really. Cause... So,
0: so funny you bring this up because I'm about to I'm about to really get you. All right.
1: With a blast from the
0: past? Oh yeah. Oh man. Give me just a sec. I want I want your live reaction to this one, so where are you? Alright, here you go. Is it a video? Nope. It's a picture.
1: Okay. Oh,
0: you sent it to me. Yep.
1: That's what phones are for.
0: Sent a photo.
1: Oh yeah, no. I I looked at this the other day because I was I was gonna <laughs> this thing. I was gonna make a uh, happy birthday post um, while I was at work for you a few days ago. Were you
0: gonna use that one?
1: No, Aww. I was I was going through your profile pictures looking for a picture of you, and then I saw this. <laughs> yeah, I do remember this. Um, happy birthday, by the way. Yeah. I was gonna make a post, uh, but it was uh, first of all it was on the same day that I posted the thing about David. And I was like, that's fair. I'm gonna let that breathe. Um, but yeah, no, I do remember you. Was this a musical or a play? Uh, it was a play. What play was it that you were a
0: oh, janitor?
1: Were you a janitor? I, like a maintenance man?
0: I, I was a maintenance man named Harold. Harold? For a uh, sorority house where the sorority mother wanted wanted so badly to um, have me lay her pipes Oh. And I was just clueless. Had oh no Oh my god. Uh, so basically the way uh, the way my character it's was It's the
1: beginning of every porno.
0: Yeah. Basically uh, the way my character was was like yeah, I'm here to fix stuff because stuff was always breaking down there. Yeah. You find out at the end Fucking
1: women am I right?
0: You find out at the end that the house mother was intentionally sabotaging stuff so I would come over and fix stuff. Mm-hmm. And then she'd flirt with me, and I was just not picking up on any of mm-hmm. it until like the very end.
1: Who was the house mother? Who played the house mother?
0: Oh my god! Um, she was a year ahead of us. No, that could have been anybody. A year or two ahead of us. Um, she was, she was friends with Ashley Wood. She was short. She she was Love very short. Love
1: Ashley Wood, like as a person. Oh She's yeah, fantastic.
0: Oh yeah. Side note. Um she she was she was a short person. I, I wish I could remember her name. That also narrows it down. I know. But um Short person. Amanda Anthony. Also true. Uh so getting back to choir real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold on, real quick, pause. You have some glitter on your fucking face do and I? I've been staring at it the entire time. How did I get glitter on oh, my no, face? Oh no, it's like monroe style like oh
1: well, i'm gonna keep it there if it's a monroe it's cute
0: no it's gone now okay sorry like that's the only thing i've been staring at cool i'm keeping it in i'm
1: keeping it in this whole Um, talk about glitter so i have no idea who even had glitter the only way i can i can think of is like if i got it from that coaster that has glitter on it
0: so um, no one was
1: wearing glitter today and we didn't. Inter- it, w-
0: it definitely wasn't from that coaster, so I have no idea.
1: We didn't interview a stripper today, so... Not yet. The night is young.
0: We should go to Beach Girls and just, like, hang out I there. I and- found
1: out one of our mutual friends is a stripper. Shut the
0: fuck up. Really? Yes. Alright, you're telling me after the recording. But, okay. Getting back to what I was saying. Um, Her name
1: rhymes with maple. Kind of.
0: I'll have to ask after. I'm, I don't want to say it. I'm going to
1: call it a maple fondle, fondle me.
0: I don't... You're cutting that out, right? Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> yeah, that's getting the biggest bleep. But yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I found this out. Actually,
0: like... I'm not even surprised.
1: Well, Snow, I, I was on Snapchat and... Uh, she I, she had a Snapchat story and like there was a pole in her, wherever she was there was a pole. She wasn't using it. It was just conspicuously in the background. And I was like, why the fuck do you have a stripper pole in your living room? And she was like, because my roommate and I are strippers. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, this explains the boots. <laughs> so, uh, listen, there are like There are just, if you wear work boots, like, clearly, you're a fucking, like, you're a hard worker, you know? Yeah. You work in construction. If you wear a suit, you're probably in sales or something. And if you wear those specific boots, you're probably not wearing much else. Yeah. That's all. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: So, again, going back to uh, something I was going to bring up with choir. You want to talk about comfort zone, okay? The one time I was able to go on a choir trip, uh, because there was a competition, I think, over in, I would almost say Missouri. Missouri? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I just remember band and choir went there.
1: I guess we I, we did go on a trip to Missouri once. Or I know that, at least our high school did. Because like when I was in college, at Northwest, the show choir came to Northwest. And did the competition there. So.
0: So what it's I what I remember is, the one time I went, it uh, you, me, Tom Wiggins, Matt Freeze, were all hanging out. As you do. And, you know, we were all checking out all the other girls from all the other schools and stuff like that. Come to find out. As you do. Come to find out, there was a girl. That lived about an hour or so away from us. That had caught my eye. And in order to... Impress her or whatever. uh, Tom came up with a brilliant idea. And of course you fucking backed him up on it. Hey, wouldn't it be really funny if Trevor got into this giant drum case and we just rolled him around... And then he pops out in front of this girl. I
1: do remember this. We got in big trouble for that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I do remember this. I don't...
0: See, I I never understood why we got in big trouble. I don't know. but Man, I don't know. It worked. I got her phone number. And then, you know, uh, ended up calling her, talking to her for a bit. And uh, I think her older sister (laughs) answered the phone. She's like, who's this? Uh, Uh... My name is Trevor. Are you calling for my sister? Yeah. Let me ask you something, Trevor. (laughs) Do you like my sister? Yeah, I think she's pretty cool. Don't fucking break her heart or I will fucking kill you. You're like, I'm fifteen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, uh Um Yeah.
1: I was in high school and went to another like awkward phone conversation mm-hmm. with a girl. Uh not really with a Love girl, those. with her dad. So oh, no. yeah, I'm getting there. So okay. I was with Matt Freeze. His yeah. uh paternal grandparents lived in Newton. We went to the Newton pool and I met this girl and she wrote down her phone number. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Didn't write down her name. I am notoriously stupid with names. And we get back to his grandparents' house. This is before cell phone. So I couldn't just put it in my cell phone. People are probably wondering, why didn't you just save it in your cell phone? Didn't have a fucking cell phone. Get back to their grandparents' house, right? Sweet grandpa and grandma freeze are making homemade fucking noodles. Right mm. in the kitchen, I'm using their phone to pick up bitches. I call this number, and as it's ringing, my mind goes fucking blank. Oh no! Her father picks up the phone, and I go, "Hi, is uh, oh, fuck, um, <laughs> okay, so." <laughs> I met this girl at the pool today and <laughs> she gave me your number. You're probably her dad. Is your daughter there? And he's like, "What's her name?" And I go, "My name's Austin. She'll remember me. Uh, your daughter there? What's her name?" And he just kept repeating, what's her name? What's her name? And I finally just got scared and hung up the phone. I was like, oh, I don't fucking know what to do here. <laughs> uh, I'm 14. <laughs> like, like, I no idea how to handle this situation.
0: Oh, man.
1: So we talked about
0: the, the
1: comfort zones in the past. Is there anything that would be outside of your comfort zone that you're like, this would push me mentally, emotionally, physically? but it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's a little outside my comfort zone. It's going to make me fucking cringe, but like I I want I definitely want to do this before I die. It's on my bucket list.
0: I want to actually be able to dance.
1: So, when we Amy and I were on our honeymoon, I was I I I tried not to show it in front of her, but she was like, "We're doing a salsa class." In Miami, you know, the fucking capital of salsa.
0: That'd be fucking amazing.
1: God, um, I I can't fucking dance at all, at all. Neither can I. And I have never been more scared of anything in my life because what I thought was that we were going to be the only two non-Latinos there, which
0: his reasonable was
1: not not true. Uh there were a lot of Latinos there. And I thought we were going to be the only ones that didn't know how to dance. It actually ended up being like a lot of people, a lot of tourists that just wanted to experience Latin culture in Miami, which is where you go to experience Latin culture. Um so it ended up being fine. A lot of other people didn't fucking know how to dance either. I was so fucking scared. And I tried not to let her know how uncomfortable I was. I've never been more scared to do anything in my adult life. Um, But she really wanted to dance. And we were so fucking busy at our wedding, just talking to people, trying to entertain. That like, yeah, I got like my first dance with her, but we really didn't like dance together. So I was like, this is what she wants to do. Right, I get to go to every fucking restaurant on our honeymoon that I want to go to. This is her one fucking thing she asked me to do. Like, you let's, have to let's fucking do it. Yeah, I, my asshole has never been puckered so tight. I was so scared, like shit your pants scared. Um, and then I was even more scared because, like, not only do I have to, uh, the instructor was like. Salsa is a very like social dance. And nine times out of 10, when you go. I
0: hate people. (laughs) Yeah.
1: When you go and you dance salsa, very rarely do you dance with the person that you came with. You dance with strangers and it's very improvised. So they made us like the girls would stay in the same spot. And then the guys would have to rotate around the room. So I'm dancing with people I met four minutes ago. And I'm drunk on mojitos. Um, it was uh, it was so scary. So, so you scary.
0: didn't do that bad though. If you're drunk on it, mojitos, it kind of wasn't. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The rum helped. Um, it's so scary though. But yes, um, I I would like to learn how to dance like well.
0: Same. Like I know, I know if Heather wants to go do a dancing class at some point, and she sets that up, yeah, I will absolutely do that. I'd be happy to. I am not going to go out of my way to sign us up for a dancing class,
1: right? Right. Yes. Like when we went to Miami, there's a million things to do in Miami, and like Key Largo is dance class the thing that I would have picked. No, but. That's what she wanted to do, and it was so much fun. And then it also includes like your admission to uh, or your entrance or cover fee or whatever for the nightclub. So you do this from like 8 to 10, and then at 10 o'clock, the whole place opens up, and it's this big nightclub, and they do like a live show. So then other people get up on stage, and they dance salsa well, um, and they also have like – not like, I don't know how to explain it. You know like Vegas showgirls and they have like the big headwear thing and they're dressed like really in like a scantily cloud and they sort of like, they don't really dance, but it's hard to explain. But like there was a lot of that as well. Um, So it wasn't, when I try to explain this to people, they're like, oh, like a strip club no they're very scantily clad, and like the waitresses are you know dressed like like you would expect but it was just it was really cool and uh smoked hookah there and just had a great time just kind of hanging out and and really diving deep into um an activity and a culture that like we just couldn't experience in des moines because it just doesn't exist here mm-hmm. like it's so crazy that like obviously the united states is fucking huge but like the fact that Miami, Florida and Des Moines, Iowa are in the same country makes no fucking sense to me. They're, they're two completely different worlds. Um, but yes, if you have the opportunity to take a dance class, if someone signs you up for it, because you'll never do it yourself, much like me, 100% take a dance class. Yeah. Um, I would love to know how to dance well and consistently.
0: Um, so, uh, I mean... It's not anything out of my comfort zone. It's something I've always wanted to do. That's kind of been on my bucket list since I was like, I don't know, 14. Uh, I'm going to go skydiving.
1: Skydiving sky is on my list as well. That's I'm not afraid of heights at all.
0: I am, but I'm not afraid of flying.
1: Yeah. I think uh, I don't. You know, even if you're not afraid of heights, jumping out of a plane's fucking it's crazy. Like it's a crazy thing to do. But yeah, I would love to. Everyone that's done it that I've talked to is like it's a crazy experience, but
0: I will say if I ever go skydiving and say say it's my first time. You know how they like to kind of fuck with first timers yeah. and and be like Oh no 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 like as you're jumping out yeah, or yeah. uh hey it like the shoot's not working or something like that I am begging you do not do that to me <laughs> I I I don't want that to happen I will have a fucking meltdown I will shit
1: myself it, until I die It of will not be
0: it will not be funny it will be dangerous cuz I will fucking panic or I'll pass out immediately dead weight and then you'll just see my body ragdoll getting (laughs) dragged across the ground as the guy steering the parachute comes in
1: so i think one of one of the things that i i I really want to do and and do relatively soon is learn the skill and then be very comfortable with both video editing and being on camera for the podcast um a couple things are holding us back from adding video content a sounds like a lot of fucking work um more work than i want to put into this and i put a lot of work and just into the audio portion of this and second i know that like tongue in cheek uh i call ourselves the fucking the beautiful boys um I'm not like the most confident person uh with uh my my physical looks um so it's it's nice to be able to hide behind like graphics with the uh, photos of me in it where I look fucking spectacular um but then like you know video content it's kind of hard to hide like hey I, I got a i got a big fucking belly and uh i got mm, titties and when i lean forward i'm shaped like an orangutan like uh you know so a couple of things holding us back from adding video content and uh the fact that i don't really know how to do it that well and i think it sounds like a lot of work um and also the fact that uh i don't really like my fucking self all that much uh it's holding us back from adding
0: so when i wanted to do a podcast before we started our own i came up with an idea i wanted something different mm-hmm. and the the one thing that i could think of that was like oh hey this is different enough this would be cool rather than have like you know you'll see podcasts and it'll be multiple cameras set up and it'll mm-hmm. jump cut to you know whoever's talking or whatever rather than do that my idea was you know you have the table you have all the people talking together and then a 360 camera right in the middle mm-hmm. So, you do the whole podcast, the camera catches it all, and then, you know, when the podcast gets released, whoever's watching could control the camera and yeah. and go over to whoever they want to see react or talk or whatever. That's even
1: more awkward, because then they can just control it to look at me the whole time, and then you're telling a story, and then I'm just sitting here fucking nodding my head staring off into space Yeah, but
0: you mean to tell me that that's not going to happen to whoever's going to edit that shit to yeah, that's true. jump cut cameras?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I just thought a 360 camera was unique enough that it could work. Yeah. I didn't have the means, I didn't have the ability and I don't think I have the necessary talent to do so.
1: I have a couple guys that do video editing very well one of them was my videographer from the wedding um who is also going to be on the podcast here very soon um and he also does a lot of like live stuff for pro wrestling and live streaming and stuff so i thought if we ever did like the the marathon idea that we had where it's like new guests every hour 30 fucking hours straight like something crazy and we want to like use it to get donations for like the ARL or whatever the idea is sure. that to, to involve someone to where we can sit here and we can talk and they do all the work and it's live streamed and it looks professional and it's lit really well. And it it's, it's something that would be, it would have to be special. It, it can't just be, not that our podcast every Sunday isn't special, but this has to be even bigger. That would have to be its own, special thing and i think bringing someone in that knows how to do it for like a one-time event that's pretty special so
0: so i had a random thought because you you talked about the 30-hour event do you or have you ever come across a video of this guy who had lost a bet and uh because he had to pay up on the bet he had to go to a 24-hour diner
1: and stay there for twenty four hours. And
0: stay there for twenty four hours, and obviously he had to record himself. So yeah, he goes in and goes, "Hey, this is a really strange and odd request, but I lost a bet and I gotta be here for twenty four hours. Like I can't, like I can't leave the diner." And he was basically trying to make sure it was okay and right. Like, well, I mean. I think they I think they said as long as you buy something. And so like he bought so much coffee and so yeah. much like breakfast food for twenty four hours. <laughs> he was like, This sucks. I'm never doing this again.
1: You can do it in the Waffle House, but you gotta fight someone
0: every forty five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. I would watch that. <laughs> no, you know what I'd love? I would love a uh a Waffle House movie. Yeah. Like it, it it can be it can be a true story just on how Waffle House was made or I would like more like uh the movie waiting.
1: I would watch a fucking ten part hour long per episode like making a murderer style documentary of just a day in the life of a Waffle House cook. Doesn't even have to be like the guy that founded it. Or the CEO? Just give me any random cook, like the one that we saw in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you know how they Netflix came out with that show Blockbuster Mm -hmm. flopped horribly. Yeah. Netflix, give us a Waffle House show. I I guarantee that. Yeah, I guarantee that'll take off. Yeah. I fucking love Waffle House.
1: I feel like we need to go to Waffle House. We should, yeah. Get the boys back I think together. The, I think the closest one is St. Joe, Missouri. Let's let's a, go. A fucking trek.
0: Let's fucking go. I haven't been to St. Joe since my uncle passed away. So yeah, let's go.
1: Yeah. Any uh, anything else outside of your comfort zone that you would want to do in the future to wrap this up?
0: Um. Nothing I can think of. I think I think dancing's my big thing. I don't think I look good dancing. I don't think I can dance and I Same, brother. I just I mean, if there were anything, it'd be dancing. Yeah. Other than that, I think I'm I'm pretty good.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of another one for me. My thing, mine's dancing and and skydiving as well. We have very similar hopes and dreams. Yeah. Actually, I want to feel the warm embrace of a woman.
0: I mean, I have a kid, so... Yeah. <laughs>
1: have at least once or twice.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to do it. but it's, it's the best kind. Get on a roller coaster again. I have a huge phobia of roller coasters. Okay. Because... We're way
1: over our time already, but let's dive into that. Why?
0: Specifically, there was an instance when I was little where
1: um known simply to my family and friends as the incident
0: the incident no uh it it wasn't anything like bad it's just it's one of those moments that kind of stuck with me where uh we were on this roller coaster and i I cannot remember where it could have been a a six flags or Mm -hmm. silver dollar city or something like that um but I got in this roller coaster, got all strapped in. But you know, I'm a skinny noodle boy, so mm. uh, I I feel like I was not built for the roller coaster.
1: See, I've never experienced these problems because I'm fucking short round.
0: And well, at least you know the harnesses will keep you in place. Mm-hmm. I remember going into this roller coaster, coming up, uh. Coming up this hill, and it was getting ready to turn around, and then it would drop and then immediately take a hard bank, Mm -hmm. and uh, after that, like, after the bank, it would go to these a series of of up and downs. Yeah. And at one point, I felt my shoulder slip out of the harness, and- like my ass coming out of the seat Oh fuck. Yeah. Um and I was ter- like I was holding on for dear life. I was terrified and like to this day because of that I c- I can't do roller coasters. It scares the shit out of me. I'll do the silly silo. I'll get I get stuck to the I love the silly silo. Yeah.
1: I'm sad that They don't have it at Adventureland anymore. I I feel like we need to go to Adventureland together and ride the monster, the big green one. It's like 45 seconds. It doesn't last very long at all. It's a very short roller coaster. It is one of the wildest roller coasters I've ever been on.
0: You know what we should do? How about this summer? Let's, uh, Let's go to Adventureland and do that. Yeah. I'll have Heather record my possible death. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and she can collect a ton of money from Adventureland because it's yeah. not like they're a stranger to accidents.